Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So, um, if you've been a regular listener to this show for three years, what happened yesterday is not a surprise to you, but what happened yesterday was candidly earth-shaking. Of course, I'm referencing the release of the FBI notes where they basically lined out and wrote down in their own handwriting the plot to take down a decorated United States Patriot and General Mike Flynn. I, 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 I'm not sure. Someone texted me last night, a friend of mine uh, who shall remain nameless, many of you know him, but texted me last night and said, what country do we even live in anymore? We've got some law enforcement entities, some uh, thinking it's a good idea to lock people up for sitting on the beach or walking outside their house. We've got an FBI that the management level thought it was a good idea to spy on the president of the United States, thinking they wouldn't get caught. We have a decorated general in our military, a patriot with a long resume of heroism in this country who now we know for sure was targeted by rogue agents at the FBI. And yet, instead of unanimous consent by people, uh, American citizens, you have liberals who actually support this. So the answer to the question, what country do we live in? I don't know anymore. More on this ahead. I'm going to walk you through this Flynn case from the start. We're not just going to start the book in the middle. Why this happened. After today, you will know conclusively why Mike Flynn was a target of a deep state plot. Folks, protect your online activity today with ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from those prying eyes. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Show's been sponsored by ExpressVPN for a long time. We appreciate it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, I know you're in as much shock about this case as I am, given your comments before the show. This was really disgusting. So um, in the interest of time... I think we're, we're going to get right well. to it today. Yeah, okay. We're going to make it through so. this. I'm, as yep. always, I'm going to need you to be the audience referee. You betcha, baby. If we do. You got it. Folks, today's show brought to you by our friends at the Pearl Source. Jewelry is one of the most popular gifts you can get for Mother's Day, and there's good reason for it. You can rarely go wrong, especially if you're going with the classics. And there's nothing more classic and timeless than fine pearl jewelry, which doesn't need to break your budget. At the Pearl Source, the Pearl Source, you get the highest quality pearl jewelry. I literally just bought some for my wife for Mother's Day. She knows uh, the other day at up to 70% off retail prices. Why? Because the Pearl Source cuts out the middleman by eliminating traditional five times markups by jewelry stores. Look at that. <laughs> there you go. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that deal right there. Five times markups by jewelry stores and selling directly to you, the consumer. Your local jewelry stores close. Shop safely and securely from the comfort of your home at the Pearl Source. You'll find the largest selection of pearls available anywhere, and each jewelry piece is custom-made for you. Customize your jewelry based on pearl size, quality, gold type, length, and many more choices. Mother's Day is May 10th. Do not wait. The Pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order with zero contact delivery. Everything comes beautifully packaged in an elegant jewelry box. It's ready to be given as a gift. Not sure if she'll love your gift? No worries. Comes with a no-hassle 60-day money-back guarantee, so it's risk-free. Plus, more than 20 years in the pearl business and over 7,000 five-star reviews, you can be sure you're shopping from a trusted retailer. Has your mom been quarantining safely at home for the past month? Your wife been working hard with the kids? 
Tell them you love them and appreciate them with beautiful pearl jewelry from The Pearl Source. Don't overpay. Go to The Pearl Source. Save up to 70% off retail prices. And for a limited time, listeners to my show can take 20% off your entire order for Mother's Day. Go to thepearlsource.com slash Dan and enter promo code Dan. That's important at checkout for 20% off your entire order. For fine pearl jewelry at the best prices online, go straight to the source, thepearlsource.com slash Dan, thepearlsource.com slash Dan. Enter Dan at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go, brother. I did not sleep good last night, ladies and gentlemen. That is not because of any reason other than the fact that I could not wait to get on the air with you today. Um, as I said, you know, probably yesterday, in case you missed the news, I, I, mean, I assume not every, maybe, maybe some people didn't see it. The FBI notes that they failed to turn over, failed to turn over in the Mike Flynn case where they prosecuted him for allegedly lying to the FBI, despite telling the FBI director in their own notes, he didn't lie to the FBI. The notes were turned over yesterday and became public. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding when I tell you they cannot be more damning. You describe it however you want. Explosive, bombshell, I don't care. You can read them for yourselves. I'm telling you, um, based on the text interactions I had with numerous people inside the conservative ecosystem yesterday, I think it's unanimous that this is some of the most destructive evidence we've seen that a deep state actually exists in our lifetime. What happened yesterday was disgusting. The FBI notes laid out a plot. So we'll start with the headline first. Laid out a plot a conspiratorial plot between people at the FBI to nail Mike Flynn for a crime they were going to find later. In other words, the FBI's reasons for going to interview Mike Flynn at the White House just weeks after Trump was inaugurated, ladies and gentlemen, what were they? We had to detect if there was any Russian collusion that Mike Flynn was a part of. That's not what they wrote in their notes. Right. Their reasons for the investigation are now crystal clear. It was either the nail him on a Logan Act violation, which has never been prosecuted successfully in the history of the United States because it's unconstitutional, or to catch him in a lie in a perjury trap. And these idiots were dumb enough to write it down. Now, hat tip to Ainsley Earhart. He gave me a shout out this morning on Fox and Friends. I had said a long time ago, the problem with this case and liberals, I'm, please don't watch my show. I'm not kidding. I don't want your views. I don't want you on my show. I can't stand you. You disgusted me last night with your Twitter response. This is great. Look, no big deal. Nothing happened here. You Trumpkins, shut your holes. Stop my show. This is not free. I don't want your views. You're down anything. Get out of here. Go. I don't care. Leave this show. You're a stain on the United States and the globe in general. I can't stand you. If that bothers you and you're a conservative and you want to make nice with the libs, go right. These are Soviet police state tyrants who want nothing more than to crush you and destroy you. I don't care about these people at all. Now that that's out of the way. What liberals don't understand or do understand that are ignoring right now is the way justice works in the United States, having done it as a federal agent and a police officer, is a crime is reported to you. Law enforcement entities then go investigate to find the people that committed the crime. That's how it works, folks. For the dumb liberals watching still, who I, oh, I really need you to leave now, to the dumb liberals watching, we do not find a person Mike Flynn, and then invent a crime like the Logan Act or perjury later. That's not the way this works. I know I need to explain this to some of the dunces who don't get this out there. They're not dunces. They're just Soviets. 
You don't walk into a police station or an FBI office and say, I want Joe Armacost investigated. For what? I don't know. He may have done something wrong. You would be laughed out of there, except yeah. if you walked in and said the same about Mike Flynn. You walk into a police station and say, I was a victim of a crime, and they go and investigate and try to find the person. You don't walk in and talk, mention a person's name and then tell the police to go find a crime. Liberals get that. They just don't care. They are Soviets. That is what happened to Mike Flynn. Why was Mike Flynn targeted and a crime invented later? For that, we're going to have to go back to the beginning. I want to pull up an old piece in the Washington Examiner by Michael Ledeen. It's a good one. It's in the show notes today, but it's worth your time. Again, if you want to get to my show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. These articles will be there. The benefit of our newsletter is it's not just the news of the day. That's on BonginoReport.com. We pull older stories that are now relevant again. You need to read this one because Ledeen knows Flynn well. The plot against Trump had deep roots dating back to Mike Flynn's career by Michael Ledeen, May 28th of 2019. Again, they targeted a person, Mike Flynn, and searched for the crime later in violation of how a constitutional republic should work and basic rights. Why? We're going back to the beginning, which you're not hearing in the media today. Let's go to the piece by Ledeen, and you'll see why Mike Flynn was such a thorn in the side of the intelligence community in the Barack Obama administration. Quote, Flynn was essentially fired from the DIA as the director uh, by Jim Clapper. Jim Clapper, Obama's old DNI, fired him, who told him he should retire. This came on the heels of Flynn's sworn congressional testimony criticizing the Obama administration's failed Afghanistan policy. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. This showed once again that Flynn understood how badly we were doing and would not collude with the intelligence community. Indeed, he intended to carry out an audit of covert funding since the creation of the CIA. None has been done in all of those years. <laughs> oh, oh, so Mike Flynn, General Flynn, who was running the Defense Intelligence Agency, the, the military corollary to the CIA, the, they're the DIA, Flynn was running it. And Flynn started to realize that, listen, this intelligence being directed from Washington rather than on the battlefield, this is getting people killed and we're failing in Afghanistan. The Obama administration said, we don't want to talk about that stuff. Flynn said, well, why don't we just do an audit? See how we're spending our money, what we're getting for our money in the intelligence field. You can't say that. Flynn also made the air quotes mistake of speaking out against the Iran deal, Obama's uh, selling us out to Iran yeah, and allowing yeah. them a pathway to nuclear technology. Yeah, we all remember that. Flynn yeah. didn't like that either. But that was Barack Obama's signature foreign policy achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Flynn yeah. had a target on his back from day zero. They wanted Flynn out. The ICE, the intelligence community wanted him out because he wanted, to, he wanted to audit them. The DIA and all the bureaucrats wanted him out. They didn't like them. They wanted, Flynn wanted intel from the battlefield, not from Washington. They didn't want that. 
and Flynn exposed the Iran deal and some of our failures in Afghanistan, and they didn't want that out there either. So Flynn had to go down. How? How did they do it? Well, let's go back to this Real Clear Investigations piece, which is an absolute gem. How did they target Flynn? This is Eric Felton, July 18th of 2019. Again, it'll be up in the show notes for you to read. And it is worth your time if you want a... By the way, my next book, we cover this in depth, and it is juicy. The Labyrinthine Ways and Wages of Stefan Halper in Real Clear Politics. Excuse me. So from the piece, we find out that the people that wanted Flynn out, some of them may have actually been in the Pentagon. The Pentagon? But Mike Flynn was a decorated military officer. Oh, not everybody in the Pentagon's your friend. Quote from Eric Felton's piece. That helps explain how Halper, you know Halper, the spy who was paid to spy on the Trump team? Well, did you know Halper was involved in the targeting of Mike Flynn as far back as 2015? From the Felton piece, it explains how Halper was able to collect more than $1 million from the Pentagon in four years. The late ONA director, Andrew Marshall, presided over the first three of Halper's studies looked at by the IG. But the one in 2016 was approved by the current ONA director, James Baker. Oh, remember that name, folks. ONA acquisition officers are in charge of the paperwork. So first I told you the why. Why they wanted to nail Flynn to the wall. He dared to speak out against a lot of things the Obama administration wanted to keep real quiet. Now the how, how did they do it? Well, it turns out that our own Pentagon has an office of net assessments that was paying a spy, Stefan Halper. This spy was deeply involved in the plot in 2015 to take down Mike Flynn. Those contracts where this guy was paid were paid for and overseen by a guy from Office of Net Assessments who was running it by a guy named James Baker, at least the last one. Baker pays Halper. Halper's involved in the 2015 targeting of Flynn. Remember, Flynn shows up at this dinner in 2015 in the UK. Mm-hmm. Svetlana Lakova's there, who we've spoken there you to, go. Yeah. who was Russian-born but is a, is a UK citizen. Allegations start to surface that Flynn had some untoward dealings with this Russian-born woman. It's all false. As mm-hmm. Svetlana Lakova talks about in her new book, The Spider. Pick it up. It's good. Halper knows all of the people involved in that takedown. Dear Love, the UK folks involved. It is a setup. They put Mike Flynn near this Russian-born woman to set him up, to take him down as far back as 2015. And it appears it may be related to contracts emanating from the Pentagon's ONA run by this guy named James Baker. Don't forget that name. Again, we're still on the how they took him down. Let's go to this Washington Times piece. So Baker's ONA at that point is paying Halper, Halper who's involved significantly, and we know in the takedown of Page and Papadopoulos, is thought to be deeply involved in the 2015 takedown of Flynn too with allegations he was involved with this Russian-born woman, Lakova. All false, all false. Go to this Washington Times piece by Rowan Scarborough, who does terrific work. Again, 2019, but worth your time. Pentagon accused of leaking Flynn phone calls to Washington Post, fueling Trump-Russia probe. What? Mike Flynn, just so we're all clear on this. So General Mike Flynn, patriot, hero, 
decorated U.S. military officer is being taken down by his own Pentagon? What? Let's go to a screenshot. Oh, yeah, from that Washington Times piece. Remember the names, folks. I can't tell you this enough. From the Washington Times piece, we find out that Baker, who ran the ONA, the Office of Net Assessments, we find out that Baker was meeting up with a reporter from the Washington Post. Who's that? Oh, David Ignatius? Oh, my gosh. David Ignatius, you mean the same guy who in early 2017 is responsible for the Washington Post article that leaks the contents of, illegally leaks the contents of Flynn's phone call with the Russian ambassador Kislyak, the one he was charged with lying about? Baker runs the Office of Net Assessments that's paying a guy who spied on the Trump team. Baker is having lunch with a reporter from the Washington Post who later illegally, by the way, leaking the contents of this is illegal. Now, whether the reporter committed a crime, we can argue for days. But the leaking of the contents of that call to Ignatius is unquestionably, unquestionably a federal felony. Who do you think leaked the contents of that call? Oh, my, that could be big trouble, couldn't it? So now we know why they took him down. We know how. They're paying spies to set up Flynn. Do you have that from the Washington Times? Throw that up. Sorry, we were a little, uh, we had, this is a packed show today. ONA Director Baker regularly lunched with David Ignatius, Sidney Powell writes. Baker's believed to be the person who illegally leaked the transcript of Mr. Flynn's call to Ignatius. A source to the Washington Times said that Mr. Baker and the journalist had regular contact. Now we know the how. Our own government, again, found a man they didn't like. Not a crime he committed. They found a man they didn't like in Flynn. They needed to shut up. And they invented the crimes later through a series of setups. That series of setups are clear. The 2015 dinner with Lakova, where he's alleged to be in its illicit engagement with this Russian-born woman, Lakova, totally, completely false. Setup number two, the phone call in the Dominican Republic. They wait for Flynn to leave. Obama kicks these Russians out of the country. Flynn to leave the country and go to the Dominican. They then monitor his phone calls. They then use the transcript for setup number three, where they run to the White House to interview him in violation of protocols, hoping he will mix up a couple of words on that phone call because they have the transcript. They don't even show him the transcript. They do. And then they set him up a third time and they finally got him there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the media colluded on this as well. The media was involved in this deeply. We know oh, the yeah. why now. We know the how. But we know Ignatius is involved in this because he wrote the story about the illegal leak of Flynn's phone call. But it gets even worse. I'm going to get to the media's role in this. In just so we're clear for the set, I want to get to my second sponsor, babe. The media colludes here to put Flynn at ease before the interview with the White House. Hat tip 279. I'll show you that in a second. All right, it's important. We got a brand new sponsor. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Legacy Box. We're putting together our Legacy Box now. Wedding pictures, pictures of our kids, digital copies of the photos. It's great. Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service. You have all your home movies and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. Mother's Day is fast approaching. What are you getting, Mom? What about the gift of memories? 
Do you or your parents have boxes of bins of old home movies or photos in storage? We did. They were everywhere. We had to go back to the old house and get them all for our legacy box. It was really simple. Pump them in that box and you're good to go. What memories do you wish you could relive or pass down to your kids? Don't let them go. Preserve them forever. Isn't ensuring that your family's legacy is digitally preserved so it can be passed down as important as creating those memories? It is. Legacy Box helps bring new life to that old media by unlocking those trapped family memories and putting them on a modern digital format that's super easy to use. We're putting ours together right now. Legacy Box is an easy way for you to easily, easily and affordably digitally preserve your past and those wonderful memories. The process from start to finish is super easy. You pack and send them and their team digitizes everything by hand and you enjoy it. Get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, ready to watch, share, and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the digitizing process. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos and has helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. Don't let go of those wonderful memories, folks. Rediscover your glory days by digitizing these irreplaceable heirlooms with Legacy Box. Win the favorite kid award this Mother's Day and give mom a present she'll never forget. For a limited time, Legacy Box is running a 50% off, 50% off Mother's Day special. Order your Legacy Box today to take advantage of this absolutely incredible offer. This is one of the best discounts they've ever offered at Legacy Box. Legacy Box is perfect for you or for someone you love. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino and save 50% while supplies last. Again, go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino and save a remarkable 50% off while supplies last. We're doing ours now. It's been a lot of fun. Check it out. It's family experience. Throw all your memories in there. Make sure you preserve them. Legacybox.com slash Bongino. Okay. So folks, it's not just that they wanted Flynn out. It's not just that entities within our own government, the Pentagon, deep staters, Brennan and intelligence officials appeared to collude with the media to set up and frame and entrap Flynn repeatedly. It's that the media colluded and willingly played along. There's only two scenarios for what the media did here. They were either one, useful idiots, or two, malicious tools. There is no option C. What do I mean by that? Again, hat tip 279 on this one. I want you to look back to this Washington Post article, but pay very, very close attention to the date. This is by the hapless Greg Miller and police state supporting Ellen Nakashima. They love the police. These are two Soviets here uh, who love it. They're, again, Miller last night uh, was, was still defending this because he's not a journalist. He's a fraud, a phony, and uh, basically uh, a Soviet-supporting, Pravda-like, fake news journalist um, who couldn't uh, argue his way out of a wet paper bag. But Miller... I hit him pretty hard on Twitter last night because he's a loser and he deserved it. So he writes this at the Washington Post. The FBI reviewed Flynn's calls with the Russian ambassador, but found nothing illicit. Oh, look at the date. Keep that. No, 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 no. Keep that. Look at the date. Oh, isn't this date a gem? January 23rd of 2017. You may say, Dan, I don't get it. So these two Washington Post hacks, fake newsers, they're writing that Flynn didn't do anything wrong. Well, what happens January 24th, the next day? Oh, the ambush interview at the White House. Many of you are putting it together right now. Of course, the liberals, if you're still watching, despite me begging you to get off my show because I can't stand you today, if you're still watching because you like to be humiliated, the day before the Washington Post 
gets this leak that Joe clearly probably put Mike Flynn at ease. Don't worry. Yeah. Flynn, look at this article in the post. We found nothing illicit. Big wink and a nod. Don't you worry. That way, the next day when they ambush interview him at the White House, Flynn, who's obviously seen this article, it is the Washington Compost, which sadly some people still read. Flynn's probably read the article. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll talk to these FBI guys. There's nothing wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Now he's got the Washington Post and these two useful idiots, Greg Miller and Nakashima, he's got them attesting to the fact that he did nothing wrong. They were setting him up. Yep. It is clear as day to anyone who has followed these useful idiots in the media. They either knew what they were doing or they were useful idiots to the FBI folks that leaked that to the Washington Post to get Flynn to let his guard down so when they uh, they interview ambush him the next day Flynn will think nothing will think nothing's wrong and won't request a lawyer and won't request that they go through White House counsel how's everybody missing this outside of 279 a couple of nobody picked up on this yesterday that article is damning Ladies and gentlemen, both of these things can't be true. The article in the Washington Post, there was nothing illicit about the calls, can't be true if the next day the FBI went to interview Flynn about illicit calls. Those things can't be true. Both of those things can't exist. Either they were illicit or they weren't. And if they weren't illicit, what the hell were they talking to Flynn about the next day? And you should be asking yourself, why would they leak that to two useful idiots in the media like Nakashima and Miller? Because they knew they'd print it and they knew Flynn would read it and they knew Flynn's guard down. You know, someone tweeted something last night. Forgive me. Oh, Svetlana Lakova, who again, read the excellent book, The Spider, I can't recommend it, who's been a victim of all this as well. Halper, the targeting, the Pentagon ONA targeting, the intelligence community targeting. She tweeted last night, and I'm, uh, this is really serious. Not a, this is it's not going to be a lot of sarcasm in today's show. She says, you know, the saddest part about this whole thing is that General Flynn, when those FBI agents showed up the next day after that article, the saddest part of this whole thing is he viewed them as allies. It's... It's, this whole thing is devastating, folks. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like overly emotional, but it really is. I didn't sleep like all night. I can't even imagine in my 12 years as a federal agent doing this to somebody. I, I can't even imagine. And the fact that liberal blue check marks, like the that complete zero police state Soviet Benjamin Witties, you know, Comey's, Comey's acolyte, Comey's bootlicker. That all these liberal media alleged lawyers, they're not real lawyers, they're fake lawyers. Their law degrees mean nothing. That they're out on Twitter today celebrating this. Oh, Trump world, this is no big deal. The FBI does this all the time. If they do, then we have to disband the FBI. I'm telling you, they don't do this all the time. I work with them. I Listen, I am not absolving anybody of guilt here. I just, my experience in this matters. I work with them often. And I specifically remember a case I worked that involved some tax charges. 
with the FBI guy I work with and his boss. I'm not again. I'm not saying that they, that it's you. Know, there are obviously bad apples over there. Sadly, a lot of them. There are bad apples everywhere. But the guys I work with wanted everything done by the book. I remember it literally by the book, not Susan Rice by the book. They said we have to go through TIGTA. We have to get this. Tax records are difficult. My experience. I'm only speaking from my experience. Was a good one. What's happened here at the management level and with people who failed to speak out is a disgrace and the FBI needs a major overhaul. I'm very sorry to have to tell you that. But the fact that Flynn viewed them as allies made the mistake of thinking his own government's law enforcement entity were Team Team America, not Team Target Mike Flynn, find a crime later. That was his greatest mistake. Never thought I'd be talking this way, ever. I loved my time in law enforcement. It's the greatest honor of my life outside of being a husband and a dad. But I swear, I swear I never thought I'd be talking this way. I'm legitimately afraid of what's happening with our law enforcement infrastructure in the country right now. Not hyperbole, folks. Now, in case you don't believe me, by the way, so now we know the Washington Post was in on this. Whether they knew it or not, or were useful idiots, candidly is irrelevant. The Washington Post was used to put Flynn at ease. But I just want to show you as well as the the left-wing media outlet knew about this the whole time. The left-wing media outlets knew Flynn was a target. And instead of scratching their heads and saying, well, these charges, the Logan Act and Lying to federal agents. These seem rather loose for a guy just decorated as Mike Flynn. Maybe we should ask questions, given that Obama didn't like him. They can't feign ignorance. Of course, I always produce the evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the New York Times themselves. They can't say, well, we don't have, we didn't know about a potential motive Obama would have had to target Mike Flynn. (laughs) Really? May 2017, New York Times. Michael Shear. Obama warned Trump about hiring Flynn, officials say. They knew. These people knew the whole time. They knew the why. They knew Flynn. Do you find it weird that the only person Barack Obama talks to President-elect Trump when Obama's the president, Trump's won the election, there's that transition period, the only person Obama mentions is Flynn? Maybe because rewinding to the beginning, Flynn was going to expose his Iran deal, his failures in Afghanistan, and the uh, the use of politics and intelligence to target their political enemies. Flynn was public enemy number one. He had to go down. And Obama knew it. Folks, you have to remember, Obama never expected to lose the election. Ever. For I mean, With Hillary, that is. Of course, he wasn't running a third time. But he expected his legacy and his tyranny to be preserved by a Hillary Clinton presidency. Nobody on this planet expected Trump to win. Not one pollster. Obama starts sniffing out that this is going to come out and he knows Flynn is going to be the Paul Revere and Flynn had to be taken down. Not only that, the effort to take down Flynn, which began in 2015 when Obama stole the president, had to be covered up. The ONA contracts, Halper's role in the UK setup with Flynn and Lakova, that all had to be covered up. So now we get to part three. First was the why. Second was the how in conjunction with the media. 
This will be part three, the plot that was hatched, how they did it, why they did it to the FBI, and not one brave soul at the top stood up and said anything, not one, not one. It was cowardice at the top levels of the FBI everywhere, how they did it. You know, let me get to my last sponsor because I want to power through this because this is going to be, this is where the devastating stuff comes from. I had to set it up first. All right, our final sponsor today, a new sponsor, what's kind of taken over, I'm getting a little jealous, uh, is <laughs> Magic Spoon. Have you tried this yet? That's empty. Uh, this is the third empty box. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. If you haven't tried this stuff, you have no idea what you're missing out on. Magic Spoon stuff is great. Listen, it won't even stand up because the box is empty and there's a fan. I'm not kidding. There's nothing in it. Look at that. Look. The, we Listen, this is all eaten. This is not a joke. We only got this a few days ago, dude. It's taken over my, my Caribbean. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts about being a kid. But I had to give it up. I did years ago because it was full of sugar and a lot of junk you really shouldn't eat. You know, I'm a health nut. I've been trying to cut down on carb, sugar, and unhealthy food. And I realized I basically can't eat anything anymore, which was a shame because I love, love, love cereal. Who doesn't? This stuff is delicious and it's good for me. I love it. Only three net grams of carbs in each serving, zero sugar, and 12 grams of protein. There's my daughter, Isabel, tearing up a bowl of Magic Spoon. I think they sent us three or four. I think there's not much left in There's a little bit left. This is mine. So it's that good. It tastes amazing. It's too good. It's honestly, it's too good to be true. You're going to, if you, you're going to love this stuff. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I'm not messing with you. This stuff is delicious. It, you take a bite, you're not going to be able to stop. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. You ain't sending it back. Trust me, you're going to tear this up. That's magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use the code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for free shipping. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show. I'll be tearing this up afterwards. Love it. Blueberry's my favorite, by the way. All right, now getting back to this. So now we know Flynn had to be taken out. We know the how. Now how did they hatch the plot? And why specifically did certain people in the FBI go along with this? Well, sadly, some of them at the top had a tyranny streak. Jim Comey, McCabe, uh, what price steps role is, I'm not sure, Stroke, Lisa Page, and the others, uh, they had no dignity, they had no morals, and they had no spines. So when the opportunity came to kiss up to Hillary Clinton, hopefully preserving their jobs, and to attack an innocent American citizen and invent a crime later, oh, they jumped all over it. For a little background on that and why Andrew McCabe, who was the deputy director of the FBI, may have hated Mike Flynn so much and been all too willing to play along with this disgusting, filthy plot— Let's go to this real clear piece again, which is fascinating. This is by John Solomon and Sarah Carter back in June of 2017. Did FBI retaliate against Flynn by launching the Russia probe? This was written in 2017. Check out this little screen cap from these two excellent reporters, Solomon and Sarah Carter, who do actual work. The FBI launched a criminal probe against Trump's national security advisor, Mike Flynn, two years after the retired general roiled the bureau's leadership by intervening on behalf of a decorated counterterrorism agent who accused Deputy Director Andrew McCabe and other top officials of sexual discrimination, according to documents and interviews. Really? So Andy McCabe, Deputy Director of the FBI and others, are accused by this agent 
of some sexual discrimination, not harassment, but sexual discrimination, two different charges. So they're they're charged with the, the sexual discrimination, and Mike Flynn speaks up on behalf of that agent. Ooh, sounds kind of like McCabe had a little bug in his caboose over Mike Flynn. Now, again, to the liberals who sadly may still be here, and I hope you're not, this is the one show where we literally don't want you to listen because we can't stand you today. I know you don't understand how these criminal things work, or you do, and you're just allegiance to the Soviets. It's just uh, too hard to break. Those bonds, some bonds, you know, you just can't break those. Motives matter. Are they necessary to prove a crime? Not all the time. Passing counterfeit, your motives are relevant. We got you on video passing counterfeit money when I was an agent. We can lock you up. It's pretty much as simple as that. But motives do go far in court to explaining conspiracies and explaining why people do what they did, and they are very relevant. Now we have a motive for the Obama administration to take Flynn out, the Iran deal, and the Afghanistan failures, for the intelligence community to take him out. Flynn wanted to audit the intelligence community. We have a motive for the Obama administration to take him out after Trump's elected because Trump now is going to find out about what they did to target Flynn. And we now have a motive for the top uh, uh, tier of the FBI to take out Flynn because Flynn testified on behalf of an FBI agent alleging sexual discrimination. But again, Libs, I know none of this matters because you don't do like motives and common sense or anything like that. So let's go back to this gem from yesterday. I know I played it yesterday, but it's worth seeing again today. So Comey, McCabe, the others, the Obama administration in this transition who have to get rid of Flynn before he exposes everything they did in the Obama administration, the FBI and elsewhere. Flynn's now the national security advisor, and they have to go get him. The problem is there's protocols to deal with the executive office of the president where Mike Flynn was working because Mike Flynn is now the national security advisor of the president. So January 24th of 2017, they decide they're going to send two agents to the White House to interview Mike Flynn in violation of all established protocols for doing so. Because the FBI didn't care about protocols. They cared about getting Mike Flynn. Remember, they had a person in search of a crime. Not a crime in search of a person. So Comey, who's dumb enough to acknowledge this, is talking to the hapless Nicole Wallace from MSNBC and actually admits to what he did, circumventing protocol. And the clapping seals in the audience, again, the liberal Soviets and Nicole Wallace, think this is all terrific. This is worth playing again. Check this out. I sent them. Um, <laughs> um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration, in the George W. Bush administration, for example, or the Obama administration, (laughs) the protocol, two men that all of us have perhaps increased appreciation for uh, over the last two years. (laughs) And in both of those administrations, there was process. And so if the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official, you would work through the White House counsel and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. <laughs> and so uh, we placed a call to Flynn, said, hey, we're sending a couple guys over. Uh, hope you'll talk to them. He said, sure. Nobody else was there. They interviewed him in a conference room at the White House Situation Room and he lied to them. And that's what he's now pled guilty to. What did he think they were coming over there for? 
I don't think he knew. I no, we didn't tell him. Just said we got a couple, sending over a couple of agents. I want to ask you some questions. I didn't have this conversation. My deputy director did, but hope uh, hope you got a few minutes. You can sit down and talk to them. And he said, "Sure." Three words. This man's a, man gotten that? away with. I'm sorry, gotten away mm-hmm. with stays in my mind. That really does. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to jump on you. Mm. Mm. This man is um, filth. Call me filth. Mm. He is an abomination to humankind. Not only did he shred Mm. any ounce of dignity he had with that appearance, but he's proud of it. Why did he violate protocol and not go through the White House counsel and interview Flynn? Because, ladies and gentlemen, as I took a note here to remind myself to tell you, they're still pretending they're interviewing Flynn for this Russian collusion hoax that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So if they go to the White House counsel and they go to the White House counsel and tell them what they're interviewing Flynn about, they know the White House counsel is going to be like, wait, what? You're interviewing Flynn about what, colluding with the Russians? Okay, that's just a hoax, number one. None of that happened. What else are you interviewing about? Um, well, maybe of Logan Act. Logan Act, you mean the unconstitutional act that's never been successfully prosecuted in the 200-plus year history of the United States? You're, you're, you're serious? You sent two FBI agents into the incoming White House to interview the National Security Advisor about a hoax and a fake Logan Act, unconstitutional Logan Act, that no one has ever been successfully charged with in the history of the United States. Are you serious now? They're still pretending. Keep in mind, this is about collusion. Well, this gem surfaces yesterday. You may say, now we get to it. It's important. The backstory is the story because this means nothing without it. Find the person Flynn, they wanted Flynn, then go find the crime. Not hear about a crime and then go find a person who did it. Look at this. This service, these are notes believed to be, and we'll see, to Bill Prystep. Bill Prystep is the head of the uh, counterintelligence division. He supervises Peter Stroke, who does the interview. Peter Stroke does the interview with Flynn on January 24th, the day after that Washington Post article, which puts Flynn at ease. Likely, I'm sure Flynn read it. And Price Steps taking these notes as this interview, that day of as it's happening. This is a photo of his own handwriting, a senior FBI official. It says, if you can read this on the YouTube, if not, I'll translate it for you. His handwriting is worse than mine. Price Step writes, what is our goal with Flynn? Truth or admission? Or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? I, I don't understand. I, I I don't understand if you're in the media how this isn't. This isn't a smoking gun. This is a smoking nuclear submarine. The head of the division that's investigating a fully discredited hoax, the collusion hoax, knows it's a hoax. Now wants to send guys to target Mike Flynn for a hoax. And as he's doing it, he's taking contemporaneous notes here, admitting that their goal is either to get him fired or to prosecute him, to catch him in a lie. I, 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 I can't. Can you even? Can you even imagine 
if the Jim Comey FBI, in an effort to nail Susan Rice for her lies about Benghazi, remember the lie? What's a videotape? Now thoroughly discredited, proven lies. Can you imagine if the FBI, in violation of protocol, ambush interviewed Susan Rice at the White House without going through the Obama administration? And there were contemporaneous notes saying, what's our goal? To get her to lie so we can prosecute or to get her fired? Now, liberals don't want to answer that question because you're phony, fake, Soviet, communist, thug, fraud, police state supporting goons who I can't stand today and don't have an ounce of patience before. I'm really sad if you still, please go. Because you know what? I, I This show earns its revenue through downloads and I don't want to earn a dime off you clicking on my show ever because you're Soviet police state tyrants. I don't want a penny from you. Go somewhere else. You support this? You know for a fact, if what I just told you, if it was Susan Rice instead of Mike Flynn, you'd be calling for prosecutions. You'd be calling for the death penalty right now for people involved. But because it's Mike Flynn, 10,000 times the human being Susan Rice is. And because Mike Flynn was Trump's security advisor, national security advisor, you are perfectly content with tyranny and police state tactics. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. You, you, you disgust me. There is no United States anymore, folks. The United States as we know it is dead. It is dead. This constitution has become meaningless. And it's not because of us. That flag always means something to me. That constitution means everything to me. But the constitution in this country only matters if we all believe in the same set of founding documents. If one side thinks it's a suggestion and the other side thinks it's a governing document, it's absolutely meaningless. Shockingly, it gets worse. These are handwritten notes. Nobody denies these are the notes of a senior FBI official. Again, maybe Bill Prystep. We're waiting on confirmation on that. Now, the one question before I get to his second note, to be fair to Prystep, unlike Prystep and others were unfair to all of us and to Mike Flynn. There is a question out there. Is, does Prystep know something's wrong here? In other words, is Prystep writing these notes to cover his own caboose? You know what I mean? That's an open question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doesn't it, Listen, it doesn't matter, candidly, because he let it happen regardless. He was Stroke's boss. Right, right. Stroke and Pierre. So I, I, again, you know, Joe, I'm not giving this guy a pass. I'm simply right. suggesting to you, is he acknowledging his role in a crime? Or is he writing this down to try to cover his ass, realizing this may not be good? Mm -hmm. We'll see. There's more. Let's go to note number two. You may say it gets worse. Oh, yeah, it does. This says I'll have to translate for you again. If you want to watch YouTube.com slash Bongino, check it out. If we get him to admit to breaking the Logan Act, give the facts to the DOJ and let them decide. If we get him to remember, they mm -hmm. have no evidence he violated the law. There's no crime. It's him and they're searching for a crime. And the liberals have no problem with this. Or price step goes on handwritten notes. If he initially lies, then we present him and it's redacted. I believe that says the transcript. Then we present him the transcript and he admits it, documented for the DOJ, and let them decide how to address it. They're admitting to a perjury trap. This is incredible. He writes down in his own writing a plot to entrap the National Security Advisor of the United States. They have no evidence there's been a Logan Act in violation. None. 
Nothing they did was in violation of the Logan Act. He was the incoming national security advisor talking to the Russian ambassador. They, they had a person in search of a Logan Act violation. If we get him to admit it, can we send it to DOJ? Or if we nail him on his call with the Russians and he missteps once, should we show him the transcript and then send it to the DOJ? They're admitting it's a trap and the liberals don't care one bit. Matter of fact, they love it. They love every bit of it. You may say it can't get any worse. Oh, it does. It does. Here's an email chain from Lisa Page, FBI lawyer, to her boyfriend, FBI agent Peter Stroke, who works for Price Step, who is allegedly wrote those notes. We'll find out. Page is asked by Stroke about how you slip in this warning to Flynn. This is Joe, follow me here as the audience referee. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you. Mm-hmm. Stroke is asking his lawyer girlfriend with the FBI, how do we slip in this warning about lying and do it in such a way that it doesn't distract him? Page responds, it's kind of lengthy response, but says at the end, it seems to be the former, that it would be an easy way to just casually slip that in. Of course, as you know, sir, federal law makes it a crime to dot, dot, Hmm. dot. What is going on here? Let me translate for you as a former federal agent myself. Listen, I'm not going to spin your wheels. When you read people their rights, Miranda rights, the you know you have the right to remain so You've all heard them a million times. That you have the right mm-hmm. to an attorney. When you read them, it can screw up your interview. You have to do it. Matter of fact, yeah. in the Secret Service, we had a form, and you didn't. It wasn't mandatory, but typically you'd get them to sign that you read them their rights. I'm just telling you from a tactical perspective. If I lock up Joe for a counterfeit charge, and I tell him you have the right to an attorney, fifty percent of the time they're going to take it. You got to do it. And I always did it, hands down. Remember, custody plus interrogation equals Miranda. You lock someone up, they're in custody, and you're interrogating them, you have to read Miranda. You don't have a choice. It's not an option. You don't have to read the Miranda if you're interrogating them and they're not in custody. If they say, am I free to leave? And you say, yes, they can just leave. You don't have to read Miranda. If they're in custody and you're interrogating them, you have to read Miranda. That is it. Now, having said that, it's customary from the FBI but the FBI, to also warn about false statements. What Stroke is doing here in his email to Page is saying, hey, I don't really want to say that to him because I want to entrap him in a lie. And if I warn him about the lie, he may not lie. So I'm trying to figure a way to say it that he doesn't really remember I said it. And Page responds back, oh, just I casually slip it in at some point. Slip it in. Again, prima facie evidence that they're trying to entrap him and they're not trying to interview him about any Russian collusion. They're talking about a way to strategically minimize the impact of a warning so that he goes on to lie and doesn't heed the warning at which they can entrap him later and send the DOJ. It's right there in front of you. Now, Hat tip, huge. Oh, by the way, those screenshots, a lot of them are from our, our, our good friend at, at Techno underscore Fog on Twitter. Techno, T-C-H-N-O underscore Fog. One of the finest accounts on Twitter up there with at John W. Huber, undercover Huber. Two legends on Twitter in this case. I, I, I'm really, I'm not overselling that. If you're not following their accounts on Twitter, you're missing out on all this stuff. But Techno found this other gem. 
So now we've, the whole plot, the plot's not hard to understand. The backstory was a little difficult. We got through that. I just told you they tried to entrap him. Let's trap him in a lie or invent the Logan Act violation. You just saw it in their own handwriting. But this is even more fascinating. Here is a disclosure letter from the, from the courts that's written. In other words, they, they're saying to Sidney Powell and lawyers in the case, hey, we found other evidence like these notes. These notes just magically appeared, Joe. Crazy. By the way, Christopher Ray from the FBI needs to be fired tomorrow. Christopher Ray running the FBI now is a disgrace. A disgrace. This man needs to go tomorrow morning. Please resign. You're an embarrassment. That you let this go on as long as they did, knowing these notes were out there is a disgrace. But this is fascinating. Hat tip technophog. There's a little footnote at the end of this letter saying to the attorneys involved, hey, we found some more stuff in the Flynn case. Wow, you found it? That's crazy time. Look at this at the bottom. Don't worry, I'll translate for you. Footnote. Note that the enclosed spreadsheet, in other words, what they turned over, and it gives a designation there, which contains messages between and among various FBI personnel, is an index. And another detailed version of these messages is forthcoming. Look at that code again. What's the code? Oh, boy. D-O-J-S-C-O. Put that mm. up again. D-O-J-S-C-O. What, is, what, what, what does that mean? D-O-J-S-C-O 7023473. Joe, what would D-O-J-S-C-O mean? Could that mean Department of Justice Special Counsel Office? Bob Mueller's team? What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No way. <laughs> So what you're telling me, Techno, who is always light years ahead of the case, is that the Bob Mueller special counsel team may have already had the documents they turned over? Oh. Ooh. Wouldn't that be a little diamond in the rough? When does the Bob Mueller-Andy Weissman investigation start? Say, Dan, it already ended. They they came to the clue. No, no, no. I'm not talking about their investigation of Trump. I'm talking about the investigation into Bob Mueller and Andy Weissman. When does that start? Are you suggesting that they may have already had FBI handwritten notes where they lay out their plot to entrap a general in the United States military and the National Security Advisor of the United States? You're telling me Bob Mueller had that? And they still went ahead and push for the prosecution of Mike Flynn anyway? <laughs> oh, don't worry, leftists, if you're still watching, you disgraceful Soviet savages. Don't you worry. This is all going to work out great for you in the end. I wonder what it's like knowing you're on the wrong side of history, freedom, liberty, and the moral arc of humankind. I wonder what that's like. I wonder how you wake up in the morning and look yourselves in the mirror, you disgraceful Soviet-style communist propagandist animals. I wonder how you do that. I don't have that problem. Because I don't play petty politics. I hated the Patriot Act. I ran against it as a Republican. I didn't care that George W. Bush signed it because I actually believe in civil liberties. You, my friend, are a fraud. A total fraud. You're liberal phonies who wake up every morning, and it must be painful. That's why you lash out, knowing you're not the person you thought you were, knowing you stand for tyranny, police state violence, the corruption of our republic, and the destruction of the United States, all because you can't stand the president who was elected in a constitutional process. That's got to be painful, knowing you're a tyrant. I feel for you. I pray for you sometimes. I'm not kidding. 
that one day you'll see the light about how awful a human being you really are. We're all sinners. Me too, folks. I make a lot of mistakes. But I got to tell you, I have never been on the wrong side of civil liberties, and I don't give a damn who violates them. Republicans, Democrats, communists, liberals, conservatives, if you're on the wrong side of that issue, I'm coming for you too. You can't say that because you're a fraud. Now, one last gem here I have before I get to how we're going to fix this. This is interesting too. I think it's maybe from Undercover Huber, but it's interesting either way. Remember I told you yesterday that the prosecution team that was prosecuting Flynn for the government, you know, Mueller's team and the frauds and the DOJ reps who were prosecuting Flynn from the start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you they cut a side deal with Covington, Mike Flynn's old law firm, you know, Covington, the firm where Eric Holder is employed, Mm -hmm. Obama's former uh, attorney general. They cut a side deal and basically said to the Covington lawyers representing Flynn, listen, we may not prosecute his son, Mike Flynn Jr., but don't tell anybody. Why? Because if they were going to use Mike Flynn Sr. to testify against someone else, they didn't want anybody to know that Mike Flynn Sr. may have been doing it because they threatened to prosecute his son. So they cut a little side deal. But that's not what they signed the prosecution. Look at this little memo here to the court. By Brendan Van Grack, Zainab Ahmed, senior special counsels to the special counsel's office and signed also by Robert Mueller. Excuse me, uh, Bob Mueller. Van Grack signs it for him. It says, Joe, this is the complete agreement that no agreements, promises, understandings, or representations have been made by the parties or their counsel other than those contained in the writing herein, nor will any such agreements, promises, understandings, or representations be made unless committed to in writing and signed by your client, defense counsel, and the special counsel's office. Ladies and gentlemen, that is complete bull. So Bob Mueller's office signed the form saying there were no Side agreements, knowing there was a side agreement? Don't worry, Libs, again, nothing to see here, you Soviet-style fools. Let me sign off here, Bob Mullen. Yeah, yeah, and there's no side agreements. Bob, there's a side agreement. Shh, don't tell anybody about that. Now, what needs to happen here? Christopher Ray, number one, needs to be fired immediately. The current director of the FBI is an abomination. He knew about this. He has done nothing to clean this up, this cesspool at the top. He is clearly a swamp rat protecting the institution and will go down only as the second worst director of the FBI after Jim Comey if he doesn't step aside soon. Chris Ray cares about one thing only, his reputation with the swamp and a job after he gets out of there. Christopher Ray needs to go immediately. Secondly, Sally Yates former deputy attorney general who dared to show up at the White House during the, uh, the initial days of the Trump administration and suggest to the president and his team that Mike Flynn may have been guilty of a fictitious Logan Act violation. She showed up with Mary McCord from the DOJ too. They need to be investigated. That case needs to start today. They need to be hauled in front of the U.S. Senate right now, which thankfully the Republicans still run, and they need to be questioned about their role in this Soviet-style inquisition. Joe Pianca, FBI agent Joe Pianca and FBI agent Peter Stroke, again, need to be rehauled up in front of the Senate right now and be forced to ask questions. Well, you can't, listen, I'll let them plead the fifth. That's fine. Again, I believe in civil liberties. I shouldn't say force. Let me reword that. 
They should be asked questions. It should be subpoenaed. You want to plead the fifth? You go right ahead, but let all of America see it. Pianca and Stroke are the ones who conducted this Soviet-style inquisition on January 24th. Price Step needs to be brought up there, too, to explain his notes. Comey and McCabe as well for their role in this unquestionable entrapment scheme. Third, Bob Mueller and Andy Weissman, the investigation needs to start into them immediately and their entire team. It is clear they lied. They lied about this side deal. They may have lied about what they knew about Flynn, and they may have been involved in the suppression of evidence and Brady material that the Flynn team deserved for their defense. The investigation into them should start tomorrow, and I don't want to hear another darn word about what a hero Bob Mueller is. Bob Mueller has disgraced himself in the country. That talk is over now. We now know it for sure. Fourth, Mike Flynn's team needs to pursue a potential Bivens action. It's a stretch, probably be tough to prove, but a Bivens action is a grotesque violation of your civil rights where you can, in fact, sue the government and take action based on the Bivens case from 1971. Someone needs to look into it. Maybe a stretch, they're hard to prove, but this case is an abomination, an abomination of our justice system. And as Jim Jordan said on Fox and Friends this morning, and he's absolutely right, if this could happen to the National Security Advisor of the United States, this could happen to absolutely anyone. I'll say one more thing, folks, because I already can prepare you for your, your Soviet-style liberal friend's response. They'll say, well, Flynn pled guilty. He did. That is a fact. Facts are facts. They're not opinions. Why Flynn pled guilty, pled guilty matters. We now know, based on information that's involved around the case, that they were threatening Flynn's son with prosecution. Mike Flynn's a patriot and a father first. Flynn realized the full weight and force of the United States government was coming for him based on a crime he didn't commit and that the FBI acknowledged he didn't commit in their own writing when they said he didn't lie and they didn't believe he was being deceptive. Flynn knew he couldn't win. People take pleas in the federal system for all the wrong reasons. And what's fascinating is the same liberals who believe in things like the Innocent Pro Innocence Project, you know, all that stuff, all these people are in jail. We got to go get them out. They didn't yeah, do it. Yeah. Some of them probably didn't. Some of them did. It's fascinating all they've been actually convicted of a crime, actually convicted. They're not the least bit concerned about a plea that was taken under duress by force with a pocket side deal that they didn't acknowledge to the government. They're not concerned about that at all. And apparently they don't understand about the trial penalty in the federal system. You know what the trial penalty is? There's a points-like system in the federal system. Liberals don't understand this because they don't do their homework. I was in it. And the acceptance of responsibility effectively earns you points, which diminish your sentence. Here's the catch. You can accept responsibility for something you didn't even do. And many people do because they don't have the legal weight, the money, or the legal heft to fight back. It's clear that although Mike Flynn pled, Mike Flynn pled guilty, Mike Flynn is not guilty. And only a Soviet-style fool would tell you otherwise. All right, I had a lot more. I'm not going to get to it today. I'll get to it tomorrow, including some updates on the Joe Biden case. But that's it. That's the why. That's the how. And folks, I'm telling you, if this doesn't rattle your cage, I'm sorry, but you and I have far different perceptions about what the United States and the fabric of it is really made of. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Please spread the word about the show. People need to know what happened to this great American patriot. Thanks a lot. Talk to you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.